What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. When they're dealing with something big at school, when their friends stop talking to them, in their mind, this is the biggest issue in the world. And when that happens, children can do very rash things. You hear about these tragic stories of young children doing very serious things to themselves or other people because they lack the perspective to understand how to deal with that. This is the Reform Sports Project, a podcast about restoring healthy balance and perspective in all areas of sport through education and advocacy. Hi, this is Nick Bonacore from the Reform Sports Podcast. Today I'm speaking with Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter and author of the children's book series, Middle School Rules. A fellow youth sports advocate, sought after speaker, and host of the podcast, Winning is Not Everything, Sean and I discuss the value of teaching children to overcome adversity by learning from others the importance of redefining what success looks like for young athletes, and why he characterizes winning as becoming a better person. Back in the saddle, New Year, came across this gentleman's work online, social media. Uh, Really, really excited to dig in with him here. He is the author of the children's book series, The Middle School Rules. He is also the host of the Winning Is Not Everything podcast. Man, I'm super pumped to have him. Sean Jensen. Sean, thanks so much for hopping on, brother. Nick, I am so excited to join you. Uh, Likewise, I was a fan of yours. And so when you reached out, it was like an automatic yes. And so, uh, you know, I feel like we're, we're sort of you know, fish swimming upstream in the madness that is youth sports. But I know that you and I have many of the same values and beliefs, which I think is really, you know, cool. And me too, man. I appreciate you. I'm humbled that you'd say that. And just take us through it. A lot of you know out there who are listening, I'm sure you're familiar with the series, the middle school rules. What spawned that? You know, take us yeah. through it and, and how you got there. Well, I mean, I, I love talking about it, but it's it's funny because I haven't been asked that question in a while. The first book with Brian Erlocker came out in 2014. But, you know, the idea really started and was inspired by my son, Elijah, who's now 15 years old. But when he was a little guy, he loved sports, uh, would watch it with me all the time. We'd go to a lot of games together. 
And um, what I noticed is for him when he was a, a, a young guy, like, you know, just starting to read on his own a little bit, um, I just didn't feel like there were very good quality books about athletes for kids his age. And so, you know, and not to offend folks, but for the younger readers or kids that are being read to, you know, when they're four year, years old or something like that, the, the sports offerings are, are pretty awful. You know, they're, they're written by, you know, basically curators who are taking information from, in my previous life, I was a sports reporter. I covered the NFL. I did it for major newspapers and websites. And what I found is I felt like curators for these uh, books for little kids would basically steal my stories <laughs> and then put them in the book and, hey, kids, this is a story about LeBron James. This is about Kevin Durant. This is about, you know, Brian Urlacher, who's one of the athletes that I, I uh, featured in my book series. And so I said, well, you know, why isn't there higher quality books for young readers um, about athletes that they look up to? And so then I said, well, if I did that, what would I want to create for Elijah? And so I felt like one of the things that I was passionate about as a sports writer was really doing like these deep dive profiles on athletes. Mm. And I would go spend time with them as often as I could to go to their hometowns, to go to their homes with them and really get to know them beyond the locker room or the field. And so I really took that concept because I think sometimes when you see an athlete outside of where they compete and where they practice, you really get to see a different side of them. And, and so that's what I wanted to do. And so, but here's the thing. Oftentimes when we think about LeBron James, for instance, we know him when he was known to the world, right? Sure. We know him when he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. We know him when we see him on ESPN all the time. We know him because he's, you know, featured in a movie like Space Jam 2. But who was LeBron James before that name really meant anything to anyone outside of his family or even his community? And I found that if I could focus in on that time period when these athletes were just developing, when they were unknown, when they were just having big dreams like so many kids do today, that if I could focus in on that time frame, that could really maybe provide connections for kids to realize like, wow, I can relate to that. So, for instance, Charles Tillman's parents got divorced when he was in high school mm. and it was devastating to him. It affected him on the field. It affected him in school. But he was able to sort of regroup based on those coaches and the teachers and the family members who invested and encouraged him. And then he was able to turn it around, have a brilliant senior year, both in the classroom and, and off the field. And he was able to land one scholarship that he parlayed into an excellent college career that parlayed into a second round draft pick of the Chicago Bears into a career that some believe is right on the fringe of being Hall of Fame. Sure. You know, and so if a kid is out there and they're struggling, their parents are going through a divorce and they can read about Charles's story and see that it was really hard for him and maybe see that, hey, things kind of went bad, but then he was able to turn it around and then they can say, hey, maybe that's something I can do, too. You know, and so there's just a lot of different topics. I've, I've got my seventh book in the series coming out in a couple months. I haven't announced it yet. But what I found is that with the other six athletes, they all have different stories. They all have different challenges. They all have different lessons, which is why it's called middle school rules. And I feel like the more of these books I'm able to share, the more the kids can connect and say, hey, I experienced that. 
you know, one of my favorite books was with Jamal Charles, you know, who's that standout running back at, at the University of Texas, then with the Kansas, Kansas City, City Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. But how about this, Nick? When he was a, a elementary schooler, they couldn't diagnose what was a challenge for him in school. And finally, he, he was he had so severe learning challenges that he participated in the Special Olympics. Think about that. Wow, I didn't know he that. He participated in the Special Olympics. But here's the thing. A lot of people may hear that and say, oh, I feel sorry for Jamal Charles. You want to know what? When you read the middle school rules of Jamal Charles, you realize that that was one of the greatest moments and days in his life. Because he had so many challenges. People made fun of him because he couldn't read well. People made fun of him because they thought he was slow. And when he went out to the Special Olympics and won some races and got first place ribbons, it gave him a confidence and a quote unquote victory that was something that he needed at that time. And guess what? Fast forward another year and then they finally diagnosed what his learning disability was. And then they were able to work with him. And then they were able to help him learn in a way that works for Jamal Charles. And as you read through the book, you realize that that's not the happy ending. He still had to struggle and work. And he was such a gifted athlete that he received a scholarship to the University of Texas, full athletic scholarship, like during his sophomore year. But here's the catch. He had to get the right SAT score to get that scholarship. And so he ended up taking the SAT like five times before he got the score that he needed. You know, and so I feel like for the, the young people out there who maybe, you know, reading or math or whatever it is doesn't come easily to them when they read his story and see all the challenges and adversity that he faced, that that can give them hope. You know, I'm listening to you. You're taking me back to when I was a little kid and I did not like school. You know, I just didn't like it. And I certainly didn't like reading. But if I was handed a book that I actually took an active interest in, you'd be surprised because that has happened and did happen in my youth. I was given a book. And so, I mean, I feel like it's finding your lane, right? I mean, finding the right content, because I truly believe anything that you read opens up and unlocks this ability to comprehend. So, and I think that's what we talk about a lot with, with youth sports is helping kids find their path. Are you finding through your, your relationships with these athletes that you speak to, like that they all had similar paths in some ways, like you mentioned adversity a few times and struggle. Is that something that you've seen that's kind of been across each path? It is. And every athlete that I've had the privilege to work with, because here's the thing, Nick, it would be so much easier for me, just like these other folks, to curate a book. And say, hey, you know what? I'm going to do a book about Tom Brady and do a bunch of research and maybe talk to even a few of his relatives or coaches and say, hey, this is the defining childhood story of Tom Brady. But I felt as I wrestled with that, I felt I needed the athlete's cooperation because who can really truly know what your lifetime challenges and struggles and things are except the athlete? Nobody can know that but the person themselves. And so, you know, maybe that's why I haven't been able to land, you know, the Lionel Messi's or the Steph Curry's or, you know, those those household name athletes. I haven't been able to land that athlete yet because I want their cooperation. Sure. Because I think it's critical. I can't in good faith tell these young people these are the defining stories, the defining lessons of these people without their cooperation. And I don't mean even just a little bit just to talk to them for two hours. I I need, you know, to spend a day and a half with those folks, to go to their hometown, to have them walk me to their favorite basketball court they grew up playing on, 
to meet their childhood friends. You know, I end up doing 50 plus interviews for every single book, you know, and, and so I just think it's, it's so important to have that. And so, yes, all these athletes have challenges and you and I, I one of the things I, I love to tell parents is, you know, who, who come to me with their frustrations. Oh, my kid doesn't understand how lucky they are. My kids, you know, dealing with this and it's not the big deal and blah, blah, blah. And what, what I think a lot of adults fail to do is understand this one truth. Children cannot have perspective, mm. right? You and I have been on this earth for decades. We've experienced the highs and lows that are inevitable with life, mm-hmm. but our children have not, right? How can they have the benefit of perspective? So when, when you're a kid who's had a fairly, you know, you, you have the essentials, right? You've had a roof over your head. You had food on the table. You've had a home. You've got a parent or two parents who, who love and care for you. If you have those things, and life has been relatively smooth, and all of a sudden somebody at school starts bullying you for no reason, and this is the first real challenge you've had, how do you know to deal with that? You know, when I go speak at schools, I've talked to kids who I know their parents live in million-dollar houses. You know what I'm saying? And guess what? When they're dealing with something big at school, when their friends stop talking to them, they don't care what kind of car their parents drive. That's in their mind, this is the biggest issue in the world. And when that happens, children can do very rash things that for us, people who've dealt with them, how could they react that way? And you hear about these tragic stories of young children doing very, very serious things to themselves or to other people. And, and in many ways, it's because they lack the perspective to understand how to deal with that because they haven't dealt with much adversity in their life. Such a critical point because my wife and I talk about that a lot. And that is when you're 35, 40, 45 years old and you look back and think, oh, high school, who cares? You know, you're not going to care about that. When you're in that moment, though, that is such a, it could be, man, high school, middle school, those were some tough years. They're also great years. That's universal. It does not matter who you are. There is something that I used to, I used to, before I really started talking to hundreds and hundreds of kids, I used to think like, you know, Peyton Manning. What could Peyton Manning have dealt with when he was in middle school? His dad was an NFL player. His family was rich. They could do whatever. He had this, you know, seemingly perfect life. He went to a great high school. He went to the University of Tennessee, you know, went on to have a Hall of Fame career in the NFL. What could Peyton Manning? But you know what? As I've grown and as I've talked to more kids, I I know something. There was something in middle school that was a huge issue for Peyton Manning. You know what I'm saying? Whether it was how he looked or maybe people resented the fact that his father was a pro player. Maybe he thought his younger brother was more talented than him. Right. We don't know. But I'm certain that there was something in middle school Peyton Manning's mind. There was some kind of challenge that was really difficult for him to deal with. When we return, Sean and I discuss how he defines success and winning as it relates to youth sports. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps. 
in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Welcome back. Where we left off, Sean and I were about to talk about how parents can help their kids develop and cultivate their own passions. So how do you think when you look at, I know if sport's a big part of your life, you've been covenant, you're writing the books, you got the podcast, like talk about your podcast. What about the name? Winning is not, because let's face it, that is not the culture of youth sports today for crying out loud. If your team's not winning, your parents are pulling you off one team, going to another win today, no. got to win, got to win. Why is your podcast named that? And what are some pros and and cons that you see in youth sports today? Yeah, I think that one of the things that, first of all, the podcast name, I put a lot of thought into that. And I mean, I used to cover the Green Bay Packers and one of the most famous coaches in the NFL. I mean, goodness, the championship trophy is named after Vince Lombardi. But he said winning is everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's all that mattered. And I really think that part of what we're having a problem with and and. I don't know where you grew up, but I grew up, my father was in the Air Force. Mm-hmm. And so I grew up on military bases and sports were pretty cheap, if not free. And you didn't have a choice on where you played. You just played with the other kids your age on the base. And if there were 150 kids, they would make that many teams. The mm-hmm. uniforms were terrible. It was just a complete crapshoot. Sure. But the beauty of it is is that sports were not played when I was in middle school and high school. It wasn't played to win a scholarship. Mm-hmm. You played sports because it was cheap. It was fun. It was something to do. You know what I'm saying? It, it, you know, and, and you needed that outlet. And so you really just played to compete with your friends. You played because you loved that sport. And you played to pass some time. You know, and I feel like now we've just, we've, you know, sort of, uh, we've, made a business of youth sports and everything becomes about winning. And I feel like most coaches and programs and administrators, they're all competing for the top, you know, 10% of athletes. And what's left in the dust is me. 
I was not a kid who was going to be a Division One athlete in any way. There was no way I would do that. But I love sports. And through sports, I learned so much about life. I learned so many important lessons about winning, about losing, about consistency, about character development, about being coachable. Right. I learned all those things that helped me to be a better person. Mm -hmm. And my hope, my dream, just like it is yours, is that we can return to those kind of things to redefine what success is. What is success for these young athletes? Let's erase the idea that they need to play sports to win the trophy. They need to play sports to get a scholarship. They need to play the sports, you know, to be on this particular team. No. Let's make it more, you know, universal. Let's make it better so that everybody can win. And win is not the victory at the end of the day, but win means becoming a better person. The message that I have for parents is you're a steward of your child. Help them and expose them to so many different things. And they will point you and show you what they're passionate about, right? And when they gravitate toward that thing that they're willing to do when you don't have to tell them to do it, They go off and do that on their own in their free time. They're playing with Legos in their free time. They're playing soccer. One of my friends, their daughter loves to cook. That's awesome. Right? Yeah, she loves to cook. And I'm like, what can you do to encourage your daughter's passion for cooking? Right? Just give them an opportunity to sort of see all that's possible with that. And I I had on my podcast a a motivational speaker. His name's J.D. Martinez. And he's just, he's incredible. He's very, very well known. And, you know, JD talked about, hey, one of my daughters took a passion in softball. So guess what? I didn't know anything about softball, but I started to look up everything. And I became an expert in softball. And now I'm coaching softball. And I just think that's such a great example, right? Let's give our kids the opportunity to try a lot of things, see what they're interested in. And then we take ownership and interest in that, not because we like it, but because our children do. And then how do we utilize that passion for them to practice and to develop the character values that are going to help them in life? You know, you brought up the board perspective before. Well, you just hit the nail on that when you said, you know, us adults, we do have perspective. So, so how about we take a step back when we're at our kids' sporting events and have the perspective of, hey, this isn't me. My value as a human, as a parent, is not tied to my kid's performance. And it takes a little bit of like removing my ego. And they feel that pressure. Those kids feel that pressure. And that is so critical, I think, for us to keep hammering on is like have the perspective and recognition of knowing that we can't live through our kids. Yeah, it's, it's such a great point, Nick. And you think about that old phrase, keeping up with the Joneses. Right. And, and the idea that we are constantly in competition and comparing ourselves and our family and our children to other people. Right. And we'll do whatever it takes with within or outside of our means to make that possible. Right. And here's the thing. I am very fortunate that I covered the NFL for 16 years. I covered two Olympic games. I have been very privileged to know elite athletes, elite coaches, Right. I mean, I've got friends who are college administrators and coaches and NFL and all those things. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't take that lightly. But here's the thing. When you're going crazy about your child's U11 football game, it's completely unnecessary. Nick, why? Why are you going to yell at the refs because they made a bad play? Or why are you going to, you know, 
complain to your child or to one of the other parents about a mistake that one of the 10 or 11 year olds made in a game. Because guess what? Nick Saban doesn't care that your kid won the U11 state championship in Texas. This is true. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. (laughs) Right? No, he doesn't give a crap. You and I, as parents and as people who are in the world of youth sports, I would love for us to have a symposium where we can discuss questions like, when should winning matter? Because winning does matter. You know what I'm saying? Winning's not everything, but winning does matter. But at what age does it matter? I would venture to say... Anything under U12, U13 does not matter. I agree. Your focus as a parent and as a steward of your child is put them in an environment where they can be coached up. Find them coaches who will help develop them in that sport and develop them a little bit off the field too. Sean, do me a favor, man. I know we talked about the books. I know we talked about the pot. First of all, we got we to do this again, and I want to dig in deep, way deep, and continue this on. Where can yeah. people find you? I want them to dive in and find all your content now you got a website where can they find it all at well i really appreciate that nick Uh, my website and then most of my uh social media handles are all sean k jensen so it's s-e-a-n-k-j-e-n-s-e-n so that is seankjensen.com is my website where you can learn more about me and about my speaking and about my podcast and about my book series and then um, you can find me on, you know, I'm verified on Twitter, Sean K. Jensen, on Instagram, and then Facebook as well. So it's all those same handles. And so, um, you know, I'm really excited about, you know, 2023. I've got that new book coming out. And then soon I'll be releasing a, uh, a, a newsletter as well. You know, so there'll be a free monthly one and then a, a paid weekly newsletter around youth sports. And so I'm really excited for those things. But again, you're right. You and I could literally, I have no doubt that we could fill two and a half, three hours just talking and getting to know each other. But again, I just want to commend you for, you know, the the work that you're doing and just so impressed by the people that you have uh, conversations with. And so I'm very flattered that you invited me to be a guest. Sean, I appreciate you, bro. And I'm flattered you came on and we're going to do this again. And uh, I can't thank you enough for coming on, sharing your experience, sharing your feedback, bro. It means the world. Thank you so much. That's Sean Jensen, author of the series Middle School Rules. Thanks for listening to the Reform Sports Project podcast. I'm Nick Bonacore, and our goal is to restore a healthy balance and perspective in all areas of sport through education and advocacy. For updates, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or check out our website by searching for the Reform Sports Project. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.